Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you bi-weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from virtual CFOs, CPAs, and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you the results you need both in business and building the life you deserve. Welcome to episode number 100. I feel like we need some applause. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co CPAs. We have made it. Woohoo! (laughs) Can't believe we're here at episode 100. And to help with today's episode, we have the entire leadership team here at PJS and Co CPAs. We have Katina Peters. Jamie Johnson, Jamie Staley, and Kim Nixon. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Hi, Megan. Hello. Happy to be here. We are so excited to reach this milestone episode, and we're we're actually discussing challenges in remote work and working from home today in this episode. And we got input from our entire team, and some tips for you. And it's just, it's going to be a really great episode. So I'm glad that you're joining us. So to start us off, I'm going to throw you over to Kim because she's going to tell us a little bit just about our company in general and the culture here so that you have some background and some context for where all of this is coming from. Uh, Because we do operate very differently than traditional CPA firms and traditional offices just in general, right? Correct. So we started a business back in 20, the end of 2015. And we are a mission-driven business. And the three partners here decided that they wanted to have balance, uh, be, be involved parents, be involved with their families, yet also have rewarding careers that they could be proud of and have that those two things be happening at the same time. In a typical work life, that I've experienced, you have to choose one or the other. And and people expect that you put your career first. And uh, while our careers are important and we are very driven in our careers, our families are also really important to us. And work-life balance is a big part of that. And that's the mission for us is to focus on the work-life balance, still be responsible and involved family members and still have rewarding careers where we can make a difference. And we're also trying to do that for our clients. So our our mission is also focused on growth and profitability for our clients, helping them have stronger companies and make decisions that will allow them to step back from the things that they don't need to be a part of and have some work-life balance for them as well. So with that, the majority of our team does not work a traditional 40-hour, 50-hour, 60-hour week. Uh, Most of the team works 20 to 30 hours. Some of them work longer than that uh, when they get busy. And some of our partners have been working a little bit longer than that lately. But we try to stick between that 20 to 30-hour goal there. And that's kind of the sweet spot for us where we can really be involved at home and focused on accomplishing what we want to there with our families and our extended families while also still being... uh, accomplished and getting everything that we want to get done in our careers and helping all those clients as well. Awesome. Thank you, Kim. 
So like I said, we asked for input from our team and we just kind of sent out a survey saying, hey, you know, over the years, what has been your biggest challenge in working from home? And kind of left it open-ended, you know, to see like, it could run the gamut from, you know, personal challenges to work challenges, whatever it may be. And then we also asked for their number one tip in helping somebody to be more successful in a remote or work from home position. So I think you're going to find a lot of value if you're maybe transitioning to a work from home or remote position, or you may be new to it. Uh, I know in the past couple of years, it's grown in popularity quite a bit. So we've broken this down into really four main areas or four main topics that were kind of became themes. And those are boundaries and time management, a transition from full-time work or being a full-time parent to contract work, the balance when both work and home are demanding, because there's periods of time where you just run into that, and then the necessity of change. So to kick us off, We are going to start with boundaries and time management. Jamie Johnson, I know you had some input on this one. Uh, Yeah, one of my biggest challenges is just the constant like lurking of my office (laughs) at home and Mm -hmm. the ability to think, oh, I could just get a few more things done and stuff. So really just having really clear boundaries and just honestly giving yourself some space to, you know, be a mom or be a spouse or whatever. And, um, you know, giving work the time, because when you spread yourself too thin in both areas, both, both areas suffer and they both areas do not get the best of you. So, um, sometimes I'm a person who my mind does not shut off ever. And that has went trended down to my kids. So I try to always be like, (laughs) no, you're doing this, (laughs) focus on this and then give that the time that it needs and then move on. Um, but that's just kind of my, been mine. It's just that constant, like really making myself like shut off when I need to shut off and be a mom when I need to be a mom and, and being present and, um, that work will always be there. It doesn't mean delay everything, but it just means that there will be an unending to-do list on both ends and you have to really manage that. So my number one tip for that is just really not to stress, but to just give yourself space and space to be a mom, to be an individual, to be a you know employee or a contractor or whatever. And for you to be able to do your work um, to the best of your ability, because when you start to merge all that together, it just, it doesn't work for anything that you're doing. So. Yeah. And I can, I can piggyback off of that too. I have some of those same challenges over the years. And when I started out, you know, just having your office right next to your kitchen is just very easy. Like Jamie said, Oh, I'm just going to run in there. I'm going to answer this quick email. And a half an hour later, now dinner's not started. The kids are getting Mm -hmm. restless and it's, Now you're stressed because food's not ready. You're still not maybe done with what you were trying to do. And so really managing those boundaries is really important. I used to have notifications popping up on my phone constantly, buzzes, notifications, Gmail, which was my business, you know, five, six, seven, you know, like you just see the numbers and you're like, I got to like take care of that. And I finally just turned off all notifications. I don't hear any buzzes or sounds from my phone. Like when I have time, if I happen to be sitting around and chilling out and I was like, oh, I want to see if anyone emailed, I'll jump in there and check it. But I've just tried to make it so that my work life isn't managing me. I'm managing my work life. And so that, that was very challenging at first because it is so easy to just come in here and do the work because it's right here. Um, and I've really been doing better with managing my time. I take an hour lunch break each day. 
I was like, if I was working in an office, I would take an hour break, no matter what. Like, why, why now do I just rush through lunch and just grab some food and sit at my desk the whole time? And I really try to stop my day at the end of the day, too. This is a problem I used to have. Like, I just keep working and working and working and then stressing out because I have to rush and get dinner and I forgot something. And now I got, you know, and it's 730 and we're eating dinner. It's because, you know, I'm trying to do too much in a certain amount of time. So really trying to say, hey, we've got a baseball game to go to today at 430. I'm going to be done by 330 so I can make sure we can all get out the door at 430. And, you know, a lot of times I'll have meetings late in the day and I kind of just make a list of what I need to follow up on and I just walk away, right? Like it all be here, like Jamie said. I feel like we always have that. Well, if I just work this extra hour or two, I'll get it all done, <laughs> which is really not the case, right? I need to work an extra 13 hours and I'm still probably not going to be done. <laughs> right. So, you know, I got some good advice when I um, was first a manager, just like saying that, you know, you need a break and taking that break is going to make you more productive when you come back. So I think that's really true. So my number one tip is to schedule your day. So each day I always have a list of what I'm going to do and the priorities for the day. I don't always get through that list, but I know where to turn my attention to once I finish a certain task. And it kind of keeps me on track for getting things done that needs to be done. I wanted to add something to what Jamie was saying, because I had trouble with that as well when I first started working from home. And I would, I had my work email in the same place, in the same app that my personal emails were. So every time I went in to look at my personal emails, I could see how many new work emails were in there waiting for me. And what I eventually ended up doing is I, I downloaded our, our work email is through Gmail. So I downloaded the Gmail app and I have only my work email in that. And then the app on my phone is only my personal stuff. And then I took it a step further and I put all of the apps for my work into the same folder on my um, home screen on my phone. So I have to very deliberately go into mm. that to be working. And I turned off the little numbers in the top corner as well. So that number 50 or whatever it is up there <laughs> isn't stressing me out if I pop into that app to or that folder to go into a different app and I see, oh my gosh, I have 50 new emails. Well, I don't, it, I don't see that anymore either. So it, it's really helped lower my stress level. And like Jamie said, being very deliberate about when I'm working and scheduling my time because it's so easy to get down that rabbit hole and have have work suck you in when it's constantly lurking, I think is one of the words that were there when work is constantly mm -hmm. lurking at home to yeah. get some separation from it. Isn't it bizarre how much those little numbers at the top of the app stress you out? Like you see those notifications, mm -hmm. you're just like, oh no, I got to get for sure. <laughs> and the little beep, beeps on your phone, uh -huh. like, bing, bing. you're like, something's going on. And then you get in there, you're like, no, it's just like spam. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even relevant. I thought, didn't, didn't you guys think when you, when you first started working from home, I thought that it would be hard for me to not work on stuff around the house that I would constantly be distracted by home stuff interfering with my work, but it surprised me how much it is the other way around. And it's, it's usually work that I get sucked into and it's really hard to pull away from that to focus mm -hmm. on the house stuff. I yeah. can't be cooking stuff while I'm working. I can't do anything else that needs my attention because I end up burning stuff on the <laughs> stove or whatever because that, you know, work just sucks your attention right in. And, and like Jamie said, you lose 30 minutes and mm. wow, where did the time go? Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, it was post 
it was post 20, I think it was 2018 tax season doing the 2017 returns. And I shut all the notifications off my phone. Once that tax season subsided, I was like, that's it. Because I'm not, it was, it was like dinging. And I was like, I can't do this. Like it just, it like makes you, and then it would come across with like the message that like of what it was. And I, at that time I had one client who like just wanted to push the line on everything. And every time I saw his name come across, make me like, just like gave me like a twitch because it was just like, it just wasn't a good, it wasn't a healthy thing to just constantly have that, um, trigger of, of just that constant of like ping, 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 you know, that you, that you have to see and you're stressing out about, or, you know what I mean? That somebody else needs something. So, um, I saw so many memes this year because when tax season happens, I mean, people it's like one joke was, is like, Hey, I'm going to have my financial planner call you. And it's like April 14th. It's like, and they have some ideas for this year for my tax return. And they're like, are you kidding me? You gotta be kidding. I mean, people think that like, you really like, you're the only thing they're working on and which is hundred percent not true <laughs> at all. And by April 14th, we're really fried anyways, mentally <laughs> and being able to put that in. So it's just honestly having that shut off and that I, I don't typically ever go into my email unless I'm away and I feel like I intentionally need to check it and make sure that, that everything is, um, you know, that I don't need to give anything my attention right then. Well, and I think we had a couple other team members here, too, that we're going to share that had similar um, similar thoughts on the matter with regards to this specific topic. So, yep, I'm going to talk about Bethany Wolf, one of our um, accountants on the team. She shared her biggest challenge. While COVID made working from home much more mainstream than it has been in the past, people will still think the flexibility of working from home means my daytime is free for lunches, phone calls, errands, babysitting, etc. After all, I'm home, right? So in moderation, the flexibility is wonderful. But in general, I need those quiet daytime hours to best serve my clients and my colleagues so that when my family comes home in the evening, I'm free to spend that time with them. It's been a challenge to set those boundaries and expectations with people who think that working from home must be so easy. Um, And I think that's kind of a good, you know, a good thing to talk about as part of our team because... I think that's a challenge when new team members come on board is that if they maybe weren't working before, which was how I came in, is that transition's a little bit strange because you were completely available potentially. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, I, I have to do some work and I need some you know, time you know, to focus on my work. Um, and not everybody always you know, understands that or doesn't get it or parents are like, yeah, but you can just do that late. You know, you're not really working, right? You're <laughs> doing some things on the side. So I think that can be a big challenge. So um, I can commiserate with her on that as well as we, as I made that change too. Her number one tip is organization and planning ahead. And I really love this every Friday before I clock out for the weekend, she says, I look at and plan my work time for the following week. Then Monday morning, I can hit the ground running. So I love that because I do that, but I typically do it Monday And so I love that she does that on Friday at the end of the day. So that Monday she's able to just get going. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's great advice. I love that. And I might have to steal that and try that. (laughs) I love when she says like you're home, right. And like you have free time. I actually had a mom early on in my kids' uh, uh, elementary education that said, Hey, uh, can you run my kid up a Gatorade? And I was like, no, (laughs) no, I cannot. (laughs) Like I'm working. 
So it is, it is the, you know, crazy how much like the personification of like what you're doing and, and when you're working and everything. So yeah, it's, it is very, very interesting. So we also have a team member, Lisa Turner, um, who's one of our CPAs and her biggest challenge is just getting the most accomplished in her weekly schedule and including spending time with her family. So I think that, you know, we all typically, um, you know, want to be the most efficient. We also want to be very present and very intentional, you know, with our family as well. So definitely can relate to her on that. And her tip is stay focused on your daily tasks and keeping good notes and to-do lists. So I think that's really important too. Uh, I think we all kind of do that in a different way, but yeah, I think that's, that's a really, really good tip. So we're also going to have uh, Rebecca King. She's actually one of our newer accountants and uh, her biggest challenge, uh, she, I know she's coming into kind of coming off um, not working. She had been working for a while and then she took a little bit of a sabbatical and then came back to it. And she, her biggest challenge is setting work hours and sticking to them. So um, I think when you kind of step back into everything, it's really you know, just the topic of this, setting boundaries and knowing, um, you know, creating expectations for yourself more than anybody else creating expectation for yourself. So her number one tip is to make a schedule and to stick to it. Fantastic. I'm, I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> <laughs> make that schedule. Yes. Uh, it's we a work in progress. Schedules. Schedules and to-do lists. I was yes. going to say, I, I can't live without my to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to be doing next? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think that's great. And I know Kim's going to round us off with uh, the transition period. We mentioned it and, you know, there was a common theme kind of linking up from that, that first topic as far as schedules and boundaries. But if you're coming from a traditional full-time work environment or maybe full-time parent, you know, you've been home for a couple of years, transitioning can be a struggle. And we have a couple of team members that shared their challenges that related to that. So we've got a couple different transitions that happen with new team members coming in. One of them is those people who've been stay-at-home moms and that haven't been working at all. And they're coming in and trying to figure out how to work and how to you know, establish those boundaries at home and let their family know that this is work time and you need to respect the fact that I'm on the phone in a meeting or, or whatever it is that you're doing that you need time to get that work done. And then we also have the other transition, which would be someone who's transitioning from full-time work, uh, who has been, and that was me. I, I worked at a job that required a lot of hours from me and I had to be at work six days a week and worked a half day from home on day seven. Uh, and that did not work for my family. So it didn't work for me as much as I enjoyed it. And you have to be careful with either one of those transitions. And for us, uh, the biggest challenge for us was that we couldn't be available for our kids when we were both working full time. And if they had a doctor's appointment or they had things going on in the evening, or if something happened with our extended family, we have a huge family in town. My, my husband's job is not flexible at all. And mine was, was not flexible either. So transitioning to this type of work has been really great for our family. And sometimes they, they need our help and it's been really good for all of us. Uh, there's a couple different tips I have for that. Um, 
One is strong relationships. And that comes from communication, gratitude, and flexibility. And this is mostly on the work, the work relationships that I'm talking about. So I get flexibility from the team at PJS and, and they help me out when I have things that come up. And the biggest part to that is, you know, me making sure that I'm communicating with anyone on the team who might be affected when things come up that pull me away from work. I still need to be reliable and meet my deadlines and get, and get my work done. And I, sometimes I do need to ask for grace, but, uh, I also have to reciprocate that. And I need to, to be grateful and show my gratitude to those who have made changes to their schedule or helped accommodate me when things come up. And then I need to make sure that I'm there for them when they have things come up. And it's a really a, a good give and take. We all have very busy home lives and we're very involved in our families and extended families. And, and there's things that just come up. And if you have those strong relationships and you're there for each other, that's what makes it work. And that's the, that's the only way that this has been able to work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just something else to touch on is that working from home, it's it's not easy. A lot of people think it is, and uh, they think, you know, like like Bethany mentioned above, there's those boundaries disappear <laughs> sometimes for your family, and they think that you're available at their beck and call because you have a job that allows you to work from home, and you have to be strong with those boundaries and make sure that you're calling people out when they're crossing your boundaries. You can do it in a nice and gentle way, but you have to hold those boundaries or you're not going to be successful uh, in a work from home job. There's no way to do it otherwise. And that might be establishing times when you're working that you prefer to not be disturbed. For me, what works for me is, is I batch my work tasks. I try to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I focus all my meetings with other people on those three days. And then on Thursdays and Fridays, I work on special projects. Fridays, Bethany had mentioned she pulls her schedule together for the next week. Fridays are the days that I look through all my agendas for my meetings for the next week. I pull together to make sure that I'm prepared for all those meetings and all the backup is there. And then when those meetings happen, I know I've already gone through the agenda and you know any action items I had to get done for those meetings. Those That's the day that I do that. And then I've kind of let my family know that if something comes up and you know if I have to go to a doctor's appointment with somebody or schedule appointments for my kids, those Thursdays and Fridays are the days that I'm more flexible and it makes it easier for me to schedule around things. And so my family kind of knows that, and that has made it a little bit easier too, because I am still available for them, but they know that my meeting days, you know, those are our deal breaker days. I I can't really do much on those days. And, um, and that has seemed to really work out well for my family and also helped me be focused on when I have a, a difficult project that's going to require a lot of thought, I can do it on th- that Thursday or Friday because those are the days I know I'm going to be less disturbed and have less going on. And my my brain's not going to be going in a million directions because of all those meetings. Yeah, it's good uh, point to, to setting expectations with the communication and, and with, you know, the family, with everybody that you're working with and kind of so they kind of have that just understanding going into kind of what to expect when things uh, are come up and whatnot. So that's helpful as well. Okay, well, we had a few other um, team members. So Crystal Baker, who's our team liaison, said her biggest challenge was going from being a full-time stay-at-home mom for over five years to being employed again. That was a very big challenge, she says. 
This was a total shift in her family's lifestyle, being committed to making the transition work, allowing herself grace as she began to balance her career again and cooperation from her family has has been what has allowed her to become a successful work from home parent. Um, so she says her number one tip is keeping her calendar updated with everyone's appointments, school pickups and practices so she can visualize her week and then where she'll be at uh, in her day. This also helps her to see what availability she has for the week when it comes to running errands or taking care of unexpected needs that pop up both, uh, assuming work-wise and at home probably too. So yeah, I think calendaring has been a huge thing um, for us at the firm uh, that we make sure, you know, we tell people put all this stuff on your calendar so we can see when you're available, when you're not available. Um, that way, or if we're trying to call you, we know, you know, if it's a good time to call or not um, during the working, normal working hours, those kinds of things so yeah we definitely rely a lot on our calendars yep I have a an app that I use called cozy c-o-z-i for my family and everybody's assigned a different color in there and my family knows that if it's not in cozy it doesn't exist so they make sure that they put all their plans in there we know who has to be where when and it's got a widget that links with um, my Google calendar as well. And I, that's one of the things that I do on those Fridays when I'm planning my next week ahead is I pull in those calendar events from my, my, my home life and I balance those against the work. And I just, I look for conflicts and it, planning and organization is critical to make this work with it in the least painful way <laughs> possible for us. Because when you, you start forgetting things, uh, that's when it starts rocking the boat at home and rocking the boat at work. So you you have to be on top of your calendar. Yeah, I'll have to look into that app. We'll include the the link in the show notes. For it's, this a, it's a free. There is a free version. Okay. That we that we use. Yeah. Cool. So Megan, just to tell you, I use Cozy and it works as long as you update it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. I you am have to actually. You have to actually. I have to do things. Like I that. like. You do. You do. Because like I'll add in a bunch of stuff. Adam and I were trying to use it. And so our younger kids, I mean, I know it probably works with older kids because of, you know, they all have electronics, whereas my younger kids don't. So Adam was trying to like, he's like, well, you don't have that in there. And I'm like, no, that got changed and I didn't update it. So <laughs> like if there's rainouts or there's, you know, something getting added or whatever, but it is a good app. It is. It's nice that it's, there's a desktop version an app and everything, but yeah. So we also have some feedback from our executive assistant, Liz Hadeen, and her biggest challenge, she said, for me, learning new skills and refreshing old ones as I get back into working. So again, just getting back into a work schedule is it's just, it's a transition for sure. And her number one tip is creating a daily rhythm and routine that my whole family can expect. Also learning not to say yes to everything and keeping my schedule balanced with work and family. Not saying yes to everything. That's huge. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. That one definitely resonates for sure. Mm -hmm. It is huge. And if you remember that if you say yes to something, you're saying no to something mm -hmm. else. You you have to remember that little, you know, it's, it's hard to say no sometimes, but knowing that when you say yes, you're saying no to other things helps you realize to be and you realize how important it is to be intentional with that's your time. a good yeah. perspective yeah yep we also have some feedback from kendra wyatt she is on our team and she is our billing manager she's been with us for quite some time now and her biggest challenge 
that she mentions is working 20 hours a week has been a difficult adjustment for me. It didn't sound like much at first, but trying to squeeze that many hours out of an already full schedule has been a challenge. At first, I felt guilty for not being able to be available for my family like I had been before, but I've learned to be more intentional with my time. No matter what hat I'm wearing, mom, wife, teacher, cook, maid, contractor, I've had to learn to balance the time and focus on quality hours and not quantity. I'm so thankful um, that I've been allowed the space to and flexibility to figure this out because it's been great so far and great to be able to work again without having to sacrifice the things that are most important to me. So again, I think she's kind of going back to the same thing, right? It's there's so much that we have to get done as, you know, as parents and as workers. And it's just, it's very hard to manage all that. I know that I started um, and I only had about 15 hours a month. And I can say that that was a challenge at first when you go from zero (laughs) to like, now I've got to find five hours a week. Like that's hard at first because it's just not what you're accustomed to. So it is helpful to be able to kind of slowly ramp that up and just get familiar because when you make that big transition, it's just, it's a very big adjustment to your life. You know, even though it doesn't seem like a lot, you know, it, it is a big adjustment for everybody. So, you know, I can totally um, understand where she's coming from. Her tip is to um, plan out my days and weeks. Errands are still the hardest thing for me to get to. And I totally agree with that. I usually push those out to the end. And then I, then finally, I think I have to go do this. Like I'm just going right this minute. So she definitely, she has to intentionally plan out when she's going to the store, et cetera. Definitely feel her with that too. Like I definitely want to make sure that I get things done. And usually errands fall to the bottom of the list. You know, the, the requirements of groceries, you know, those always get done, but it's those side things that aren't super important. But yet then you're like three weeks later, you're like, I still don't have that return done. It would take me 10 minutes, but I haven't run over to the store to do that. So, you know, I think in this whole area, we're talking about just, again, managing your time, scheduling your tying time and being very intentional about using your calendar, making sure you get things done, using to-do lists, like all those things can help you kind of keep it all together. Yeah, those those last three people that we touched on on our team all transitioned from being stay-at-home moms, full-time stay-at-home moms, to coming back to work. And you can't underestimate how difficult it is for families sometimes to make that transition. It might be really easy for you to make that transition and go back to work, perhaps because you missed it, you've been there before. Um, But you really, um, for those of you who've been stay-at-home parents and and you're thinking about going back to work now, it's a really good idea to start talking to your family about what changes are coming and start preparing them for how different it's going to be and how you're not going to be as available as you used to be and how they're going to have to respect your time. My kids were little when I started going back to work, but they were in school and, and I would have to say things to them like, I you know, I'm working on, like, I'm doing really difficult math homework right now. I need you to stop talking to me for a little bit so I don't make any mistakes. Mm-hmm. And and they understood that. And sometimes you have to come up with examples that are down to their level so they can get it. But it, it was when I started making examples like that for them that they were able to understand, oh, you mean I can't come and talk to you every five minutes every time I have something that comes up that they need. Um, that was really difficult for my family, too. Yeah. And Kim, I have to bring up real quick, Kim, you, your your light system that you had on your door. I don't know that you still have it. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do, I do. But, but she strung little twinkly it's lights on. around her door. 
<laughs> yeah, the it's fairy like lights that, are on right it's now. It's like the on-air, you know, like light-up <laughs> thing. So she's like got her lights mm-hmm. on when she's in an important do not disturb meeting or <laughs> podcast recording, etc. Um, so I thought that was a really cool idea so that you know they just know like the lights are on, don't bother mom unless the house is on fire or something, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> exactly and it's funny because the, the closed door that that's like it might as well be open it really doesn't do anything and sometimes still they'll, they'll decide that they have to stop just outside my office door and have a very loud conversation <laughs> and I have my little wireless remote here oops I just banged that and I have to turn it off and on then off and on so it's flashing so they <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you I'm in a meeting <laughs> and it's difficult because a lot of the meetings that I'm in I'm the one that's hosting the meeting and in charge of the agenda. And I have to be paying attention to what I'm saying. And they just hijack my brain when I can hear everything that's going on. Like, please go somewhere else. Yeah, I, I love the light system. I, I'm glad you brought it up, Katina. It's been a, it's on it's right been a now. thing that we've known about for a couple years now. And I love it. It's like, on, on air. Don't bother I'm me. I'm on air. <laughs> Don't come in. Sometimes I put it on when I'm doing, I'm working on, I don't know, like payroll for somebody or, you know, yeah. something really, really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> don't mess me up. Because no, it's great. Somebody's going to feel it. It's going to be painful for somebody yeah. if I screw this up. <laughs> so next we have the the elusive balance that we, we like to, you know, this work-life balance that sounds great in theory. Um, and usually there's, there's an ebb and flow of, you know, personal gets crazy, then work gets crazy. But then there's those times where your personal life just has a lot going on and so does work. And that can be a big challenge as well. So we have a couple team members that shared some challenges on that side. Yeah. So Melanie Knuckles is one of our CPAs and she offered this. Uh, her biggest challenge was working through a mid-year payroll processing transition, which is really hard mid-year anyways. But there was, um, and then she said, while still keeping on top of her daughter's extracurricular social obligations and household balls in the air, so to speak. And then as with any transition, the timeline was really tight and their team identified a substantial number of issues with employee personal information, as well as gross pay and tax figures. So there was a lot of things that were not transitioning correctly that they had to go in and manually fix. And it took a lot of detailed dedication to correct the information on the new platform before the next payroll cycle. But they were able to to make it happen on time as promised. But her number one tip to making that happen is organization, hands down, is what she says. And for her, it's important to be able to see upcoming work deadlines as well as the entire family's extracurriculars on the same calendar. And she's, she still operates best with a paper calendar and it's chocked full of items, but allows her to see where things need to be shifted around in a given week to make it work. There's that calendar again. Keeps coming up. Recurring theme. (laughs) So some additional notes she offered was that being a work from home parent has allowed her the freedom to be involved in her daughter's after school activities as well as other daytime school functions. And she says she remembers when she was pregnant with her first, a good friend told her that some of the days will feel long, but the years are so short Oh, she says, and and man, is that a true statement? I will forever be get grateful for the amount of time each day I'm able to spend with my family while still being able to plug in on a professional level. Cue the tears, man. I know. Like, <laughs> right. I think we can all feel that way too much. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. It's important. Those uh, those moments uh, can be fleeting, as they say, right? So it's good to 
stop and be present, you know, as we're talking about. That's part of why we do all this planning and and sound I mean it is a challenge but you know when you're doing it and you kind of get in the routine of doing it you also make a lot of space for just enjoyment and being present and being involved in in your family your extended family you know whatever's going on in your personal life so you don't just get to the end of your career and 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 your kids are all grown up and you missed lots of stuff or your you know your parents are no longer around maybe and you didn't get the time to spend with them that you know hopefully you could have um so <clears throat> so kind of just you know being aware of those things as you go through um it's a good point to to kind of always hold that up and and consider where you're at with things appreciation good term for that for all all right so i'm going i get victoria victoria ingersoll is one of our accountants and i had to kind of chuckle because her and melanie are so crazy organized and that was really funny and melanie's when she was like organization's my tip and i'm like you own it (laughs) she really does and i have to say i think victoria probably does too um those two are two of the most organized people I think I've ever met in my life. So, but Victoria came to us, uh, well, during her, you know, obviously time here, she actually had a huge challenge um, because her husband actually went away for over six months on um, across the country on something for work. And so she kind of transitioned to being single mom and her son has a very, very busy hockey schedule. And so for her, it was really balancing that everything was on her. And so she wanted to make sure she didn't fall behind in her work. The house and yard work was being kept up. And, and additionally, you know, she was still spending time with her son. So um, during that time, they corrected a payroll conversion Hence that what Melanie was talking about as well. She was involved in that. And that had gone sideways. We filed ERC credits and took on some additional work with some of our clients. It was very challenging, but with the help from the team, we got everything completed successfully. So Victoria's number one tip is to accept responsibility and be accountable for your work. It's important that you know what needs to be done and when it's due. Ask any questions and keep lots of lists to make sure things don't get missed. So she asked lots of questions and I, and I love it because she is always, she is such an aggressive learner and she always wants to know the why she wants to know how, and if there's a better way to do it, she's always, um, not afraid to bring that forward, which is a really, those are really great attributes, especially when working in our environment and everything. So, um, she did have some additional notes here that she's very thankful Um, For us here at PJS, she never feels like she's alone on a project or can't ask questions. My accounting knowledge has grown immensely, especially working in multiple industries, and it's due to the support and team around me. And I think that's a common thread between... these these two that we've highlighted in balancing both the work and the home is that it also takes a team at home, it takes a team at work and everything to um, for us to get our work done and to deliver a very value um, product and service, obviously, um, at the at, that's our end goal. So I'm feeling moved to express a moment of gratitude. <laughs> um, so I definitely feel the same way that I, I don't feel like I'm alone in my work stuff. But I also have to say, specifically to you, Jamie Johnson, um, you you always remind me, and I know you're one of the busiest people on the team too, but you always remind me that I have to take those moments with my kids. And we were, I was debating really heavily about taking some time off when it, you know, we're in the middle of a computer 
conversion here at work with multiple uh, software programs. There's a lot of people that are going to be out. And I was considering taking my kids to Disneyland and you didn't even hesitate. And, and, and this has happened to me multiple times with you. You're like, no, you got, you got to spend that time with your family. You got to focus on your family. You need to do that. Um, and I really appreciate how much you guys all help take care of us and and take care of each other. And it's hard for us. I mean, we're all moms here and, and um, you know, not everybody on our team may be moms. They are right now, but we've had people in the, in the past that aren't. But I think being a mom is a very unique position to be in because we are the first ones that suffer when we get busy. All the stuff that we have planned that's just for us, that we plan just for ourselves, is the first thing that we cross off of our list that we don't have time for. Um, and sometimes for me, that's spending time with my kids, sometimes to just us when we don't have an agenda and we're just spending time together. And I just really appreciate the fact that I have that room um, in my relationships with you guys, you always make room for our family. And I have that room to be a mom and to be a parent and to really be there and enjoy my kids. Not when I'm taking them to go do something or run an errand that needs to be done or going to this event or that one, but just being present with them and taking the time to enjoy them. Amen. You got that. it. Yeah, I think that is great. And I think as a mom, that's like our instinct though, right? Like we're going to like, mm -hmm. we're going to go do this, but we're also going to take care of the work stuff. Like we're going to do both. And so I feel like we need to remind each other, like, we'll be fine for the day. You yeah. can go. Like <laughs> it's one day, just go and do that thing. But I feel like as moms and it, like, we're like, no, we're going to take care of this and we're going to also take care of this. <laughs> so we can do everything. In our nature to like, <laughs> we got to take care of it all. We can't leave these people hanging. So we got to give each other permission. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Just go and it's have It's okay. Fun. Yes. Nope. I can't say that I can ever remember a time that I have regretted spending with my kids and been like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. We now yeah. never say that, you know, yeah. but we'll say other things with regret, you know, and I think mom guilt is a very, very big thing. And, um, you know, no joke. just, yeah. And so just really honestly, just taking that time and being intentional with them. So it goes so fast, just goes fast. I'm going to put a plug in for dads too a little bit. Um, so because I, you know, a lot of our, our listeners out there probably are dads as well. And it's um, definitely different, I think, from just a general emotional standpoint. You know, dads come at things differently than moms typically speaking. But I also want to just encourage dads to, to do that too, because I think that's something that, um, you know, uh, dads kind of struggle with too, like, you know, always be, being working, providing and doing and being great uh, spouses and fathers and things like that. But just also to remember to take the time to spend with your kids too, before they're grown and gone, or even if they're grown, <laughs> spend some time with them as well. So. <laughs> it's never too late. Yeah, yep, that's a great point. It applies to everybody. Yes. All right. So that brings us to our last point, that things are always changing no matter how much you don't want them to sometimes. <laughs> so we've got that necessity of change. And Katina, I know this was one of your challenges and mine's here too, because it's, it's, yep. oh, it's a big one. Yep, for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I did. I listed my biggest challenge over the years that we've been 
doing this um, has been the ever shifting schedules. <laughs> going on as soon as you think you've got it down something changes right um so you know as children grow up you know when they're infants they have a schedule and that shifts probably every two to three months it seems like and then um when they're toddlers it spreads out a little bit more but then there's school age and extracurricular activities and um just you're constantly and then there's just like the summer versus the school time, you know, shift that you have to change the shift of your schedule to go around. So it can be kind of difficult to just have that constantly um, adjusting. So it takes a little, I guess, mentally getting used to like it would, I was more frustrated by it, I think, when I first started, because it was just like, no, this is working. I want to keep this schedule and then I'd have to change it. So now I just know that it's just something that's just part of it and I take it more in stride. Um, so just being aware that it's going to happen and knowing you're just going to have to be, you know, flexible to do that. And and also to give yourself a little bit grace of when a, sh- a schedule shifts, at least for me, it takes a couple few weeks to really like settle in. It seems like there's always this time frame where things are a little kind of hectic, a little off, um, and then things kind of settle back in. So I think that was something that just seems like that's just part of life. It changes part of life, right? And we don't like it <laughs> as, as human beings typically, <laughs> but it's there and it's part of our broadening our our interpersonal skills and broadening just who we are as people to kind of be more accepting of that and take it on. So I think that the number one tip that I had was a flexible structure. So, you know, we talked a lot about calendaring and planning and this and that and we all know that that's awesome and that helps us to be really efficient and effective, but we also know that it doesn't generally always work out as we plan, right? So we need to also yeah. be flexible and say, okay, well, this was my plan, but now the plan has to change and it needs to shift. Um, and you know, the, the you know children get sick, or you know, like you said, they have appointments that come up, or they're in this next extracurricular activities. So we have this accountability, but we need it to be in a flexible way. So so we need to keep that in mind. Um, and then our team as we've talked a lot, just amongst ourselves, our team is huge in that. So having a great team and having a team that's cohesive in the values that we hold, um, that's supportive of each other, that we talk each other into taking vacation and turning email off and not checking it. And, you know, those kinds of things, because, you know, we're all very committed to our careers, to our clients, to what we're doing. But we also want to make sure that we're not putting that commitment above and beyond those personal relationships and the personal things. And we all help support each other in servicing our clients and in just helping each other get through everything as well. And like you said, giving each other permission to take the time that we need, because ultimately we're going to come back better for it too, right? We, we get a break, like Jamie said, I know you shared the manager told you, just take a break. It's going to be here <laughs> tomorrow and you're probably going to have a better set of eyes to look at it and you're going to be fresh and you know, you're going to do it more quickly and efficient, efficiently likely. So just making sure that we have that. So a team that has all that is huge for sure. So my additional notes I added. So like I said, it can be challenging, but it's worth it. I look back at what I my life was before in working 50 plus hours a week and your typical CPA firm. And that is challenging in a different way. But this challenge has a lot of value to it. It's worth it. You know, we're able to create this life and career at the same time for ourselves and for our team. And it's just been really awesome. 
Ditto. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's totally worth it. You know, we're talking a lot totally. about these challenges and focusing on, you know, the hard things, but it, it is, it's so right. worth it because life just flies by and you look back at the past couple of years and it's just like, I'm so grateful that I've had the flexibility to be a part of the things that I've been a part of and not been stuck at an office or, you know, the alternatives. So it is. And mine's very much along those same lines of just change and the the constant of that. Because I, I think back seven years ago is when I actually started my work from home career. And at the time I was working, uh, you know, traditional office job and traveling every other week and got pregnant with my oldest and found this work from home opportunity and jumped on it like, oh my gosh, this is going to be great. I'm going to be able to stay home with my my baby. And it was not quite what I thought it was going to be. It was a different company. It was not PJS. Uh, <laughs> disclaimer. Um, but I just stressed myself out to the max because I just was so committed to making it work. Like, I want to work from home. I need to make this work. I want to be home with my my baby. And I didn't honor myself or prioritize my health. And I look back on that and I'm just like, it was such a big transition for period for me personally. And that made it so challenging, but I'm so thankful that I stuck with it because that led to this opportunity with PJS and allowed me to actually get the work-life balance that I was searching for when I started, you know, the whole work from home ideal that I had in my brain of what, you know, what I thought I was getting. And so I was able to transition over to this company. And like I said, like looking back, the changing schedules and going from newborns to now I have a school age kid, which is crazy over the, this past seven years, I became a mom. And now, you know, she's in first grade. Um, but the I, I like your term of flexible structure, because it's so important. And allowing yourself the grace to have those routines and fall into them is so important because it is it, as soon as you find a routine that works, then something shifts. But I think my biggest tip is just giving yourself grace, like you said, and having a sense of humor about it is huge because if you're not able to laugh about it, <laughs> I don't know what you do. <laughs> Because I laugh a lot. <laughs> laugh or cry. That's so, what I always say. I either laugh yeah. or cry. So it's got to be one of the two. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And just coming from my own experience, my additional notes are that not all work from home jobs are created equal. And you shouldn't be stressed out to the max. No matter, I mean, if you're in a traditional office or working from home, you should have the flexibility that you personally want and need you know, whatever makes you and your family happy. So keep looking if you're not happy and find something that fits what you personally want and need. Um, because there's now remote opportunities are more available. And it's something that I feel very passionately about because I've had this opportunity and I've seen our team be so successful and have that time with their families. And everybody deserves that. If you want that, you deserve that. Yep. Agreed. Every once in a while, when I start to feel like there's too much going on at home, I, I just pause for a moment and I think, okay, what am I doing that I want to stop doing? And I go through the list of things. And then I realize again, as I have to remind myself, everything on my list that I'm doing that I'm spending time on 
are all things that I want to do. Spending time with my kids and the, you know, the amount of time that I'm spending with my work stuff. And, and I'm very happy in each of those things. And if you just pause for a moment and remind yourself that these are all choices that I made and this is what I want to be doing, um, the stress for me disappears a lot of times when that happens. And I just realize I'm, I'm not stressed out. I'm just busy. And I just need to take a breath for a second and you know, maybe pause and reorganize myself, come up with my priority list and get back to it. But everything I'm doing are, are, are all things that I want to be doing. So I want to first thank our entire team for taking time to give us feedback and challenges and tips. Everybody's so amazing. I mean, they hear it from us all the time, but official shout out. <laughs> we have an, a rocking team. Um, and then second of all, if you're interested in joining our team, we are constantly looking for amazing people to join our, our team here. CPAs, accountants, admin, you know, apply. We have a, an entire career opportunities page that's available with FAQs, interviews with our team members, whole bunch of information, obviously information on how to apply. And that can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash career dash opportunities. So you can visit there to learn more and apply. Before we wrap up, does anyone have any final thoughts for our listeners? We should probably come up with something. <laughs> Megan, put us on the spot. <laughs> I, can, I can cut it and just... Do my outro. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or you can leave this in and be like, funny. We have nothing. <laughs> all right. We've laid it all out. Yeah, well, uh, uh, crickets. Uh, this is a bigger topic and it's more difficult I to wrap know. up in a I couple know. of not like sentence. one sentence. <laughs> Usually I can do. I'm like, put a bow on uh, it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we're always looking for. We're always looking for new team members to join us. So if any of this appeals to you, hop on to that careers page and apply. Awesome. We would love to meet you. <laughs> and we're so awesome. are you. All right. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for episode 100. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.